This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. It's now time for you to sit back and prepare for insights on your walk with Christ. Let's join today's message right now. All right. Well, again, we want to welcome everybody to church this weekend. If you're at the Spring Lake Park campus, Maple Grove, Elk River, if you're joining us online, Emmanuel at home, we're so glad that you're worshiping with us as well. How many enjoyed an extra hour of sleep? Come on, somebody, right? That was good. I know we're going to lose a little sunlight, but that's okay. And uh, I love everything we can be a part of. This series, Lift, has been amazing. That's our series that we're in. And I encourage you to lean in uh, to get everything that God has for you uh, this week. It's a few more weeks and every week's been amazing. If you missed week one or two, Pastor Nate taught those weeks. Incredible weekends. Go online, go to our app, watch them just to stay in flow, stay caught up. And as we've talked about God's jet stream and the lift that comes with living our lives God's way. And it's incredible. The title of this weekend's message, part three, is Flying God's Way. Fly God's Way. And I'll talk about that in just a few moments. But how many would agree that having a little joy and fun is okay? Can I see your hands? Come on online, other campuses, right? Um, so I'm going to share with you just to lighten the room and, and, and lighten the, the mood just a moment as we get ready to jump into this topic. I want to share just a few true or false questions with you. And I want you to have fun. I want you to, it's just going to be a few. So some of you are like, oh, that's not my thing. Just make it your thing for a second, okay? So four true and false things uh, and participate. These will be really easy um, for all of us. The first one, true or false, Vikings are Super Bowl bound. <laughs> you can just say it, false, right? This is probably not going to happen. All right. Uh, the second one is this, Christmas decor, Christmas decor before Thanksgiving is totally fine. Whoa, the trues have it. I'm going to tell you, some of you are going like this. That doesn't count. you got to say it. you got to, like, say it out loud. So true or false. Uh, the next one is this. I think you're going to get this one really well. True or false. God is bigger than COVID-19. True, right? And cancer and diabetes and every disease, God's bigger, right? Come on, you can clap for that. That's right. He's good. He's amazing. All right, the last one, true or false, you got to nail this one because I know it's for everybody here at church. True Christians should love sermons on giving. You were a little slow on the true there, but we'll give it to you, right? True, that's true because it's a joy to talk about giving and stewardship. It shouldn't be a heavy, it should be a fun thing. You're going to see me uh, smile quite a bit during this message because I love this topic. I love that the first few weeks we gave away uh, books in English and Spanish, Beyond Blessed by Pastor Robert Morris. It was fantastic. Um, I'm on my second time through it. It's speaking to me. Also, I believe, we believe in being equipped as a church and as disciples. Financial Peace University, we want to give you a heads up as part of the series because it's going to start in, in January. Uh, the date will be up on the screen. Financial Peace University. And we would just say be equipped. It's an incredible opportunity to grow in principles of stewardship, kind of really walk it out in our lives because all of us need other people to come alongside of us at certain moments. So we want to give you some heads up so you can plan calendar, you can be ready at, at all our campuses. If that, if that could be a blessing. Also, if you know somebody that would be blessed by Financial, financial Peace University, we encourage them to be a part of it. It's going, to be, it's going to be so good. So fly God's way. I titled it that because as we talk about lift and living in God's jet stream and having his presence and power in our lives and stewardship and generosity and all that's part of this series, um, how many of you know that there's God's way and there are other ways? 
There are. They're just, it's not necessarily, you know, just a, that, that's a scary thing. It's just a reality. There is God's ways and God's principles. And in stewardship, there are the world's ways and other people's ways as well. And this message is all about, you know what, we're going to go God's way. We're going to present it. We're going to talk about it. We've been doing it this entire series this way. We're going to say God has an incredible plan. Let's fly God's way in this area of our lives. And it's a choice. One of my favorite passages is Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, 8, 9. It says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You know what God's saying? My way, fly God's way. My way is better. Right? He's not being arrogant. He's just being truthful. Believers in Jesus Christ, those of you that may be new to the faith, or those that you're exploring Christianity this this week, I would just say according to what that scripture says, God just wants to be crystal clear. Live your life my way. Because my way, my thoughts, my methods, my approach, it is better for you. And it's incredible. And it's amazing. And we'll talk about God's heart in this as we get through this, as we work through this weekend's message. Last week, um, I was sitting right down here, uh, watched all three services at Spring Lake Park. Pastor Nate shared, Pastor Jody helped with part of that sermon. And uh, in Pastor Nate's sermon, if you missed it again, go online, week two. uh, Talked about, just for a few moments, talked about Jehovah Jireh which is really, which ta- he talked about that in the Old Testament, that declaration that one of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh, which means our God is our provider. Our God is our provider. How many know that's true, right? Our God, and I loved it as Pastor Nate was talking about it. And, and there was something that when he shared that, that just started to stir in my heart. And I just got to share it with you this weekend. Because Jehovah Jireh came from a moment in the Old Testament that was very personal to the individual that said it and that declared it. It was Abraham that declared it in the Old Testament. It wasn't some flippant thing he said like, hey, I'm going to put this out on Twitter. No, they didn't have Twitter back then, but you know what I'm saying? It wasn't something like that. It was very personal. Because in that moment, here's where it came from. If you've read that or you may be new to this, this may be brand new to you this weekend. In the Old Testament, when Abraham declared that, it was in the middle of the moment when he felt God had told him to sacrifice his only son. And he says, I want you to take your only son and I want you to sacrifice him to me. And they went on this long journey. They went up the mountain. They got to the place. And Abraham didn't understand why God had asked him to do this, but he was trying to be obedient. Can you imagine kind of walking up to the moment of sacrificing your own child? And this is, I mean, God did this with Jesus many years later, as we know in the New Testament. But this is the setting that happens. Abraham has it all, all ready to go. He's about to do it. And all of a sudden, he, he-, he hears a ram scripture says and the weeds are in the thicket next to him and the ram came out and showed itself and God said to Abraham that will be the sacrifice not your son and so he spared the life of Abraham's son and Abraham declared oh you are Jehovah Jireh you are the God that provides so when you hear that phrase it's with overwhelming gratitude that he declared Jehovah Jireh. And as Pastor Nate was up here sharing and and Jody was up here sharing a little bit, I'm just going to tell you all three weeks, all three services, excuse me, I was down there and gratitude just started to fill my heart because I thought for Jane and I and our lives and our family, God's been so good. 
God has been so good to us. He's resourced us so well, even in seasons of difficulty. He's been there with us. How many would say, God's amazing, right? And I don't, I just, I, you got to do this with me. Maybe it's just for me. Uh, I just want us to take 15 seconds at all of our campuses, just for a moment. Even if you're watching online, would you join us? And I just want us to take 15 seconds and celebrate the faithfulness and the generosity and how our God has been our provider just by clapping right now and cheering. Come on, come on, let's do it. God, you are our provider and we thank you. You're grateful. You're amazing, yes. You're amazing, God. Woo! I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. You know, we've been in eight months, church, of COVID and pandemic. And how many know it's hard to celebrate right now? But as, as the church, we can't lose our celebrate, right? We can't lose our joy gear, can we, right? We've got to continue. Even though there's difficulty happening, we've got to pray and, and believe God with people that are in hard times. And, but we also got to have joy and victory and strength in our lives. So I love that so much. So we're going to begin with a confession I want you to say this aloud coming off of week two, what Pastor Nate taught on. Repeat this after me. I am not an owner. Even if I think I'm an owner, I'm not the owner. I am a steward. I love it. Again, last week, Pastor Nate, he gave us a tithing challenge. He said, I double-dogged area. You remember that? And so, uh, man, I hope you accepted that challenge last week. The first 10% belongs to God. He taught us how God is the owner and God is the provider. It was such a great message. This week, we're going to talk about wise stewardship for just a few moments. Wise stewardship. We've had a few definitions about stewardship. I'm adding the word wise to it. And it's really going to resonate with what you see in Beyond Blessed and what you see in God's Word. This is what wise stewardship is, according to God. Wise stewardship is to protect and expand the resources of another. To protect and expand the resources of another. That's wise stewardship. It's, it's not just to manage it, it's to protect it and to expand it, to do something with it. First Corinthians says this, because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Everybody say the word expert. God wants us to be experts with our stewardship. You might say, Pastor Darren, I'm a long ways away. That's okay, start now. Because we can all get there, not in our strength. We get there by the strength of Jesus in our lives. He's called us to be an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Jesus is our foundation. Proverbs 21 says this, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Good work, hard work, good planning lead to prosperity. I don't know about you, but that sounds good. This week, we're going to see a, watch a testimony, a video story from Dave and Patty, part of our Elk River campus, and we're going to be encouraged by their story and their journey. Let's watch this together. I'm Dave Erickson. And I'm Patty Erickson. And we've been at Emmanuel for about 15 to 20 years now. We were driving to the Elk River campus one day, and God got a hold of my heart and he broke it into a million pieces and he gave me a heart for Elk River, for the community, for the church and in a split second I went from having no desire to go into the Elk River campus to 100% I had to be there. 
When we first got saved, we didn't know anything about, really anything about the Christian walk. But as we learned and we started hearing this thing about tithing and about how God, God will take care of us if we tithe, if we give. And God just told us, you know, now's the time. And we felt it was, and we started to tithe. And after that, it was just like, he just, we always had enough. We found out that by continuing to be obedient and giving on a regular basis, um, never ceasing it, we never questioned it. We just decided we're gonna do this. God's promises, you know, he says, um, you know, you, you can't outgive God. Patty did some speaking and, and um, singing, leading in worship and that through the years. And she was asked to do this worship at a tent revival up in St. Francis. And uh, I was sitting in the back, just worshiping, listening. And all of a sudden, God spoke to me. He said, Dave, you guys are gonna start a business. He didn't tell me what it was. He just said, I want you to use the money to build my kingdom. You know, after that, we just continued to do what God asked us to do. So we that we better be a good steward of this business. And he opened the doors within weeks of what Within we're... weeks, miraculous things happened. So throughout the years, um, yeah. just trying to always pray and seek God over what we would do with our money. There was many times when there'd be a special need come up at church or a building program or something, and we'd pray about it and God would tell us a number. One thing about Kingdom Builders, it's given us an opportunity to just be able to see needs and hear about needs and be able to just, you know, give to these extra opportunities over and above our tithe. I mean, it's just been a blessing to see the different missionaries at things and different projects like um, Convoy of Hope or, you know, the different uh, food ministries we've done as a church. Uh, just a blessing to, to be able to see that happen and be able to be a small part of that. And we have an incredible thing going on and it's at the Elk River campus. And we've got this building that needs some help so that we can bring in the kids and the families from the neighborhood. There's just so much that needs to be done so that we can uh, serve the community well in Elk River. And so we're just super thrilled to be able to give to that building program. And I think that you know, his word has such a, a template for us to be able to um, to follow and to get this perfect pattern for our lives. And part of that is our giving. It's only a piece of it. But if you, if you completely keep your eyes on Jesus and walk through your life, depending on Him, turning to Him, and resting in Him, looking to Him, and giving your, your heart to Him, then He just has everything else is just peacefully taken care of. And, um, and we're just so blessed and so grateful. We're so grateful. Yeah, so good, right? Love their story. I love how she said, Elk River just needs some help, right? Uh, had that building and the vision that they have for that. Uh, it was amazing. I've watched that video story. There's so many moments they share that talk about stewardship. You know, God spoke to me and said, we're going to start a business and this is what you're supposed to do. And, and we said yes to that and we took those steps. And, you know, so it wasn't about necessarily any certain amount. It was about steps of obedience and just saying yes to God. And God filled in the blanks and there was so much about that. I noticed something again this morning. I don't know if you picked up on it. Just a side note here. Did you notice how much they were smiling 
And do you notice how much joy was in their life as they were telling the story? I don't know if you picked up on that. There was just joy as they were telling the story. Can I just tell you a little bit of a hidden secret that most people don't talk about? Generosity brings great joy to our lives. It does. There are, that's flying God's way. Other people or the world will say, ah, oh, it's like twisting your arm and it's this painful thing. It's, it's force or it's pressure, which we would never want it to be pressure or force. It actually just brings joy in life and like, wow, look what we get to be a part of through our tithe and through our generosity. And it's, it's so amazing. So here we go. We're, I'm going to share some quick and practical things with you. Just for a few moments, I'm going to hit them really fast. And you can take notes. Some of these will be on, the, all of them will be up on the screen. I think they're in the, the app as well. You can take notes. But uh, these will change your life long term in the area of stewardship if you apply them. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that and, and just a- ask you to just, but they're very practical, okay? And then we'll, we'll shift gears, go back into Scripture for a few more moments. So there's three areas of living. I like to describe them as healthy, generous, and a legacy. Healthy living, generous living, legacy living. And let me just give you, they're really practical, and I'll talk about them just for a couple minutes. Healthy living is this, 10-10-80. 10%, 10%, 80%. That's healthy living. 10% to God. to myself, my future, 80% to my responsibilities. That's healthy living. 10% my tithe to God, 10% to my savings, my reserve fund, my retirement, my future, 80% to my responsibilities, whatever those may be. 10, 10, 80, according to scripture, is that foundational first start of healthy living. The second category is what I would call generous living. Generous living is 10, 10, 5, 75. 10, 10, 5, 75. I'm, sh- I'm sharing this quick. You can go back and watch it again if you need to. 10, 10, 5, 75 is 10% to God, 10% to my future, my savings, my reserve fund, all that, my retirement, 5% to generosity. For Jane and I, that's our kingdom builders. That's what we do through Emmanuel, 5% to generosity, and, I, and 70% is what we live on, our responsibility, 75%. So 10, 10, 5, 75. The third category is what I call legacy living. And sometimes this is a season of life that you get into. Sometimes I've seen people in their 20s and 30s operate in this. I've seen teenagers operate in this. This is 10, 10, 10, 70. 10, 10, 10, 70. 10% goes to God. 10% goes to my future, my reserve fund, my savings account. 10% goes to my generosity, my above the tithe giving. And 70% is what I live on. And you're like, okay, Pastor Darren, that's, that's really practical. And some of you are like, well, I want to do more than that. You have full permission <laughs> to do more than that, all right? Here at Emmanuel, we receive that with, with love. All right, here we go. But um, here's what I realize. If we don't take the practical steps and build the model like an expert builder, we'll never become one. So what you have to do is say, okay, I'm in. And here's what I want to challenge you with. Pastor Nate gave us a challenge last week. I want to give us a challenge, just again with passion and excitement, this challenge. I want to encourage everybody at Emmanuel, no matter what campus you're on, no matter if you're watching online, no matter where you find yourself, to take the next step in your generosity journey. Maybe your first step and you're yet to do the healthy living and fully step into 10, 10, 80. And I'm not just talking about tithing. That's so important. Also, your reserve fund, your savings, just to learn that. Financial Peace University can help tremendously. That's your step. Maybe you've been on this step for a long time. Maybe you have given yourself an excuse why you, God understands why you wouldn't take this step. 
I would just encourage you, take the next step. God, what do you want me to do in this area? And God will do so, so many exciting things. So as we talk about why stewardship, how many of you know we got this beautiful plane, right, on our platform? Uh, try, don't try to fly up in this thing. But uh, I wanted to stand by this because my, my brother, my oldest brother is a pilot. Uh, he's retiring soon. He's been a commercial pilot for well over 20 years. He was 20 years in the military as well and uh, flies for Southwest Airlines. And um, I've learned a lot. I've done a lot of, I've flown a lot of places internationally and stuff like that. Spent a lot of time on a plane. Let me tell you about his responsibility. He's a captain. He's a captain. So it means anything that happens on that plane from the crew to every passenger truly is under his command because he's the captain. He's been a captain for a lot of years. Um, he's highly trained, highly trained. Has to get retrained and go to refresher classes uh, sometimes every, 12, every six to 12 months on different things, updates on software within the gauges, all that kind of stuff on a commercial aircraft. Very highly trained. He's highly compensated. Makes really, really good money. Really good salary, really strong, highly compensated, tons of hours in aircraft, lots of landings, lots of takeoffs, a lot of responsibility. Everybody on the plane listens to him. The plane he flies is in the range of 95 to $105 million. Let me tell you the other part of his job. The other part of his job is he's the captain of this aircraft, and when he's at the gate and everybody's loaded up, he's in charge, he's the captain, but he does not move the plane one inch away from that gate without flight control giving him permission to do it. He can't make a move towards the, towards the, the takeoff area to get ready for the runway until flight control says, you are now cleared to go in that direction. When he walks through the airport, he does not choose which aircraft he is going to fly on. It's not his choice. When he's in the air, he does not choose his altitude. It is chosen for him. He does not choose his routing. It is chosen for him. Do you understand where this is going? He is a steward of something that's very important, something that's very special, and something that's very powerful. God wants us to understand the concept of wise stewardship is, I have given you all this incredible stuff, but I need you to know that there is a flight control that's above you. And that's flying God's way. Flight control is Jesus. And we have no, we could have no better flight control in our lives than God. Right? And so it's not a takeaway from our responsibility or how much he entrusts to us. Or, I mean, the aircraft's so expensive, so important, so all that kind of stuff. But there's always this under, understanding, awareness that I am under the responsibility and I am called to steward steward what God has entrusted to me. So here we go. Matthew chapter 25. This is a lot of scripture. I love it. And I'm going to share with you four quick truths and then we'll, we'll get ready to wrap up. So it says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a young man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the, to the last. Dividing it in proportion to their abilities, he then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from the trip and called them to give an account, a stewardship account, 
of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, hey, master, he was pumped up. You gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Let's pause right here. You notice the response to both was the same. Whether they got two or five, God celebrated their faithfulness and their stewardship and their desire to step in and multiply what God gave them. It wasn't about how much they multiplied it. Watch this. It was about the fact that they trusted God and did it. Amen? So God loves us all equal, believes in all of us, has incredible plans for all of us. Then the servant, the story changes right here. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I know you are a harsh man. I know you were a harsh man. Harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid. I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. It's a strong answer, I know. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, then why didn't you at least deposit my money in the bank? At least I would have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from the servant and give it to the one who has the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. So there's a lot in this passage. Four quick truths I'm going to give you, okay? And I want you to understand, I mean, there's a lot to, we can focus on the third servant a lot, but I want to also understand the joy and the excitement and the enthusiasm that the first two receive. Four quick truths, here they are. The first one is this. Truth number one, God trusts us. God trusts us. If you're at Emmanuel this morning, no matter what campus you're at this weekend, if you're watching online, I want you to hear this. God trusts you and he wants to keep trusting you. He gave it to all three servants. Even though they had different abilities, he gave it to all three servants. God trusts us. He wants to continue to trust us. He wants to give us things to resource and steward. Truth number two, God has expectations for us. God has expectations for us. You may not shout me down on this one, but it's true, right? God has expectations for us. It's so clear in this passage. It's so true. It's not something where it just God doesn't care anymore. He comes back. It says there's a day you're going to give an account. I'm going to give an account. We all are going to give an account. It's not a scary thing. Again, we'll talk about this in a moment. It's to a God who has incredible love for us. God has expectations. The third truth number three is this. God rewards good stewardship. God rewards good stewardship. Don't miss this because it's so true. He rewards it. He rewards it. And I love it. Did you, do you see his response to the ones that said, hey, I got five more, and the one that said, I got two more. He's like, awesome, let's celebrate together. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. He doesn't say, good, I'm going to control you. He says, let's celebrate together. I'm going to give you more responsibility. God rewards, when we fly his way, God rewards good stewardship. And by the way, I just felt led to share this this weekend as well. Um, Not only are we individually called to be good stewards, 
I want you to know, Jane and I have been at Emmanuel, part of the team here and the family. We love our new church for a little over a year now. Um, can I just say this about stewardship? Emmanuel is a great place to give. It's a great place to give. Pastor Nate did not pay me to say that either. I'm just telling you. It's a great place to give. It's a great place to invest. The board we have, the elders we have, the checks and balances we have, but also the faith we have and the kingdom builders and the partners and the things that we vet and the Elk River expansion and all the different things. Emmanuel is a great church to say, I'm going to place my resources there. Truth number four is this, last one, God passionately wants us to know his heart. God passionately wants us to know his heart. I could teach 30 minutes on this fourth truth, but I'm only going to teach a few moments. He wants us to know his heart. That was his passion. Do you notice where the master really amped up his feeling and his frustration? It's when the third servant said this to him, hey, master, I know you to be this harsh person, this person that harvests where you didn't plant, this person that's more of a deal maker, this person that I should be afraid of. That's how I know you. And I think, I think the master just got so frustrated because he's like, that's not who I am. I am not that person. I'm the person that wants to celebrate with you and give you more. I'm that person. And God's saying to us, hey, hey, know my heart. My heart isn't to get from us in stewardship. My heart isn't to get from you in stewardship. My heart is to bless you, to love you, to pour out great things in your life so that we can be a blessing to others. And so I would just encourage us at Emmanuel, let's represent God right. Let's represent him right because he is such an incredible, incredible God. Honestly, most of us at church this weekend, you don't doubt God's provision. You don't doubt God's ability. You don't doubt God's wisdom. You don't even doubt God's power. Most of us are like, absolutely. God is that. He's that incredible, incredible God. Um, not long ago, we were at a swimming pool and we were with our grandkids and um, my oldest granddaughter was five and, uh, and a lot of you have experienced this. And, and by the way, how many know being a grandparent is pretty amazing, right? And so she's standing on the edge of the pool. It's four feet deep. She's like two and a half feet tall. She doesn't want to jump in. I'm in there trying to get her to jump to me, you know. And uh, when you're a parent, you're like, you will jump now. When you're a grandpa, you're just like, do whatever you want. Doesn't matter, right? And so we're in there, and I'm talking to her. And she's like, come closer, grandpa. Come closer, grandpa. And I'm closer. And she's, and she, I went, sweetie, jump to me. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Don't you worry about it. And she says, okay, I'll jump. And then she says, oh, grandpa, come a little closer yet. Now, I can basically touch her from where she's at. Do you think for a moment before she jumps, I think to myself, I'm gonna turn my back on her and go a different direction? Do you think I'm gonna do that? No. And so I get really close, and I basically could grab her, and then she jumps in, and she lights up. And then guess what she says? Can I do it again? Gets out of the pool, gets up to the edge. This time I'm a little farther away, guess what she does? Jumps in. Do you think for a moment that she doubted my ability to catch her. The reason she's like, Grandpa, you can stay farther away from the edge now is because she learned to trust my heart for her. I would never let her get hurt in that moment. So my question for us at Emmanuel, as you decide what's next step in your stewardship and your generosity journey, I would just finish with this key question. Do you trust God's heart for you? Do you trust God's heart for you? Do you trust 
God's heart for you. Because if you do, you will take the next step like we saw in Dave and Patty's story as well and you'll be on this adventure. It'll start small and it'll grow and it's not about the amount, it's about the obedience and you'll just be like, wow, God is so faithful. And can I just finish with this? God, there's no one more deserving of our trust than God. Right? Nobody more deserving. And he deserves our trust and we can trust him. So I love it, I love it, I love it. Come on, let's do that. Would you bow your heads together with me here and at all of our campuses, if you're watching online, just bow your heads. I want to give you an opportunity. Father, in Jesus' name, as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, we just take this moment and pause. And for anyone at church this weekend, at any location, or watching online, that would just say, you know what? My life isn't right with Jesus. I'm here in service. I'm watching and I, I know maybe I used to serve God, but I've fallen away. Or maybe I've, I've never fully committed my life to Jesus. And can I just say to you, church, if you're here and you're feeling that, that is amazing because you have an opportunity to be right where Jesus wants you to today. And if you're here and you'd say, Pastor, include me in the final prayer. I want to commit my life to Jesus Christ. Or maybe I once did, but I've fallen away. And you're just like, I feel in my heart. I need to recommit my life to Jesus, to say, with my whole life, Jesus, I trust you as my Lord and Savior. And if whether you're watching online or whether you're at a campus, Elk River, Maple Grove, Spring Lake Park, all of us, heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. If you just say, Pastor, include me in the final prayer, I want to make that decision. Really quick, raise your hand up really high so I can see it. Raise it up. Even at the other campuses, just put it up really high because God's watching. There's hands going up everywhere, and it's amazing. Come on, keep raising them. That's so incredible. People saying, that's me. I love it. I love it. One more time. That's you. Just put it up. Put it up. We want to include you in this moment. That's incredible. That's incredible. I love it. You can put your hands down. All campuses, would you repeat this prayer after me? All of us, not just those that raise your hand. We're going to support everybody that raised their hand. Repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, I come to you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I confess that I am a sinner. I invite you into my heart to be my Savior, to be my Lord. I invite you to be the leader of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for loving me and having an amazing plan for my life. Jesus, I love you. Amen. Amen. Come on, can we celebrate? Thank you for listening to Emmanuel Today. To learn more about the many ministry opportunities throughout the week, be sure to check out emmanuelcc.org.